Hello, welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and happy Juneteenth. It's a new federal holiday in America, and it has such a profound meaning. So hopefully we are taking steps towards more information because knowledge is king and knowledge can heal bad situations. Dedicating today's podcast to Nicole, to Dee, to Hildred, to MJ, to my mom and my sister Paula. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. And also to John's cousin, John, who lives in New York. Uh, He's still not doing too well. But God has him in his grip, I'm sure. Good morning, God. You're ushering in another day untouched and freshly new. So here I come to ask you, God, if you'll renew me too. Forgive the many errors that I made yesterday. And let me try again, dear God, to walk closer in thy way. But Father, I am well aware I can't make it on my own. So take my hand and hold it tight, for I can't walk alone. Heavenly Father, I call on you right now in a special way. It is through your power that I was created. Every breath I take, every morning I wake, and every moment of every hour I live under your power. Father, I ask you now to touch me with that same power. For if you created me from nothing, you can certainly recreate me. Fill me with the healing power of your spirit. Cast out anything that should not be in me. Mend what is broken. Root out any unproductive cells. Open any blocked arteries or veins and rebuild any damaged areas. Remove all inflammation and cleanse any infection. Let the warmth of your healing love pass through my body to make new any unhealthy areas so that my body will function the way you created it to function. And Father, restore me to full health in mind, body, and spirit so that I may serve you the rest of my life. I ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let's start off with prayers from the wilderness. Bow your head. Dear Lord, I am experiencing times of despair, anxiety, and weakness. Being a caregiver was never my plan, nor is it my strength. Every day I face more questions than answers. I struggle for peace of mind and understanding from friends and family is not always available. When I rise to begin the journey of another day, I wonder what dilemmas will confront me, how I inhale your goodness, your love, and your peace. I realize your grace is what covers me. It is just as you said in your word, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Father, I know you are the source of my strength and compassion. Your grace and love poured into me every day prepares me for the tasks I must face. 
When people attempt to upset me, you disperse angels of grace to catch my anger and cover me. When lack of sleep causes irritation to permeate my spirit, your grace sends a friend with words of love and kindness. When I'm feeling joyless, your grace provides hope, joy, and even laughter. When I feel like giving up, your grace provides encouragement. Then when weakness in mind, body, and spirit fight to control me, your grace says no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Lord, I am in awe of you. Through this experience, I can truly say you are amazing. Not because I read about you, not because of someone else's testimony, not because of a sermon, but now my relationship with you is personal. And even though I choose to become closer to you, your grace pursues me daily. I thank you for being in charge of my life. I thank you for positioning people around me to uplift and assist me. And most of all, I give you praise, honor, and glory for your amazing grace. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Psalm 6 says, The Lord has heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. And Hebrews 4 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Stay with us. Be right back. And now reading from our Bible as part of hope for each day. Galatians 5 says, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, gentleness, self-control. We should seek to produce the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, or to put it more accurately, we should allow the Holy Spirit to produce his fruit in our lives. You say, I am powerless to produce such fruit. You don't know how weak and self-centered I am. It would be utterly impossible for me to do so. Well, with some of that, I agree. That is, we can't produce this fruit in our own strength. When the Spirit of God dwells in us and has control of our lives, He will produce that fruit. Our responsibility is to cultivate the soil of our hearts through sincere devotion and surrender so that He might find favorable ground to produce His fruit. I might have a fruit tree in my yard, but if the soil isn't enriched and the bugs carefully destroyed, it will not yield a full crop. Don't let anything keep the Holy Spirit from producing his fruit in your life. Amen. Ecclesiastes 9 says, No man knows when his hour will come. As fish are caught in a cruel net, so men are trapped by evil times that fall unexpectedly upon them. Has God ever tried to get your attention? 
sometimes a narrow space in a car accident or a false positive test for cancer or a major surgery can make us realize that we aren't ready to die and make us wonder if God is trying to just get our attention. Perhaps, for instance, God is trying to tell you that you are on the wrong road. You may have chosen a self-centered, self-indulgent path, but where does it lead? Jesus warned, wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it. Or God could be warning you that life is short. You cannot count on having time to turn to him later on. If you're going to turn to Christ, the time is now. Above all, God wants to tell you that he loves you. He loves you so much that he gave his son to die on the cross for you. When we know Christ, we have joy and peace because we know our future is secure. And someday we will be with him forever. Amen. Love it. Love it. Okay, now uh, answers to life's questions. Here's one. What does God's love look like? The notion of true love dominates much of popular culture. We purchase cards, shop for gifts, and plan romantic outings with our cherished one in mind. God himself places a high value on love and delights in expressing his wonderful love to us. Much of the time, however, we don't feel loved, do we? Sin has spoiled our capacity to understand God's love, to receive his love, and to love him in return. Thank God that our Savior, Jesus Christ, has remedied this problem. By liberating us from the power of sin and providing us with a new nature, we can now understand at least a little our Heavenly Father's wonderful love for us. Divine love is unconditional. He showers us with it regardless of who we are, where we've been, or what mistakes we have made. What matters to the Lord is that we belong to him. His love for us is also absolute. It never wavers or varies and knows no limitations. It always seeks our best, helping us to grow into the likeness of Jesus. Even when God disciplines us, he does so as a loving father. Understanding how much we are loved and accepting God's love for us frees us to live and love God's way. By loving him with all our hearts, souls, and minds, and strength, we find the wisdom and power to love our neighbors in return. What does loving God look like? Loving God means spending time deepening our relationship with Jesus Christ. We love him when we give ourselves wholeheartedly to knowing him and learning what pleases him. We express our love when we give ourselves to him and make a commitment to obey him. The word of God also tells us that when we love others, we are loving Jesus. Loving others, God's way means we will pursue God's best for them. 
We will ask God to show us what we can say or do on behalf of others. We will seek to answer the question, how can I build them up and help them grow into Christ's likeness? When we love people in obedience to God, we will find ourselves looking for ways to express God's love to them. Love demonstrates that we belong to Jesus. We are created to be lovers of God and others. Dear child of God, please receive God's outpouring of love today. Amen. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And continuing on Juneteenth, <laughs> commanding your morning, a daily devotional. We want a taste of infinity. Ephesians 3 says, God can do anything you know far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it by not pushing us around, but by working within us his spirit deeply and gently within us. Today, we stand as heirs of promises beyond our wildest hopes and imaginings, but we are handicapped by being born into the constraints of this world with ears untrained to hear the pulse of heaven. We grow up thinking everything that exists is defined by what we experience with our physical senses. Our minds are framed by it, even as the eternity in our hearts cries out for more, for a taste of the infinite. Why do you think stories about magic, superheroes, and miracles are so popular today? We know in our deepest selves that there is a world more real out there than the one that we live in. But confused by the world's lies, too many of us settle for simple stories rather than taking on the quest of knowing the one true God, the only real answer to the call of eternity in our hearts. Father, please cause me to experience you on a deeper level. I open my mind and heart to the supernatural, awaken within me a spirit of expectation. Give me dreams, visions, and divine encounters. I long to know you more. In the name of Jesus, amen. God's promises day by day. Matthew 25 says, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things, and I will make you a ruler over many things. His death was a new beginning. Those who accept the truth receive not only the promise of heaven, but the possibility of heaven on earth where the risen Christ walks with us. Amen. God's way day by day. It says to have a peace-filled heart. Psalm 89, the heavens will praise your wonders, O Lord your faithfulness also in the assembly of the saints. You cannot predict tomorrow. You cannot fully prepare for all its contingencies. You cannot fully provide for all you'll need in your future. God not only can, but he already has. God is never caught off guard. 
He is never taken by surprise. He never comes up short. So you do not have to live with anxiety about the future. The peace-filled heart is the one that recognizes my times are in his hands. Hallelujah and amen. Okay, now our daily prayer. Dear God, as I begin this day, let me turn my thoughts to you and ask your help in guiding me in everything you say and do. Give me the patience that I need to keep my peace of mind. And with life's cares, I hope, dear God, some happiness to find. Let me live but for today, not worrying what's ahead. For I have trust that you will see I get my daily bread. Give me courage to face life's trials and not from troubles run. Let me keep this thought in mind, thy will, not mine, be done. And if some wish I do not get, though I have prayed to thee, help me to believe and understand you know what's best for me. I've failed you many times, I know, but when tonight I rest, I hope that I can kneel and say, Dear God, I've tried my best. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. We'll be back to close out the podcast. Stay with us. You've been wonderful. And we're going to end with God's purposes for your life. It says, no more fear. First John 4 says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. If you fear God's mistreatment, then you don't really know how much he loves you and has given for you. The Father cares for you deeply and unconditionally. He allows challenges in your life so he can teach you to walk more closely with him, free you from bondage, and develop your character. Challenges are never for your harm, not ever. Rather, when God touches something in your life and there's great fear or anger there, it's because there's a deep wound that requires healing. He works in those painful areas for you to be fully free of whatever is destroying you. How do I know this? Because that is who God is. He not only saves you, but also completely liberates you from enslavement to sin and suffering. It causes you. Think about it. Has the Lord ever poured out his wrath on you when you've expressed anger to him? Do you know why he doesn't? Because your Savior understands the deep and excruciating hurt you feel. 
He realizes the wounds that your experiences have caused in you. He has compassion and mercy toward you and works for you to be healed of the pain that plagues you. Jesus, I know that everything you do is good. Thank you so much for loving me and setting me free. Amen. Thank you so much for coming to pray with me. We just got these blessings started for today. Today is Saturday, June 19th, and I pray that it is a fun-filled summer day for you and that you get to have some fun. But remember, put God first and you won't be able to count your jubilation. Thanks again for praying with me. So glad you came to join me. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Have a blessed day. Bye for now.